From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this uh, morning. Talk a little bit of the uh, state of college football. Neil referenced uh, Pete Dammel of ESPN. He had uh, some interesting uh, words in his commentary over, uh, I guess over the weekend, maybe it was from Friday, somewhere in there, as uh, things were changing. Not NIL related, but plenty of other things, realignment, what that means for uh Everybody with uh, really money dictating everything in college football right now, all the way around. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that today. Ole Miss picking up uh, commits in football and basketball here over the course of the last uh, few days, and I know we're all shocked and surprised uh, completely that Ole Miss did cancel their midweek game with Arkansas State that was scheduled for tonight. They will not play the Red Wolves. They will play next on Thursday against the Aggies, starting at I don't even know. They moved Friday's game from six thirty to seven, and then. Uh, so uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for uh, for that one, which just means we'll add half an hour when I get done on Friday night. It's all good. Um, so that and more coming up on today's show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know to uh, download the Exxon Mobile app. When you do that, you can even take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. You get a thousand bonus points. Thousand bonus points equals ten dollars at the pump you're filling up at the time, or use it later whenever you'd like to. Whether you're in Oxford at the Blue Sky location here, or up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi, and remember here locally, lunch specials five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drinks, and more. So come stop in, great convenience store, hot case, chicken, pork, turkey, plenty of different things there at the Oxford Exxon. Again, come to from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. Get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You will love the product. You'll love the service. Uh, Corey and the people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. And, uh, They'll prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, or a po'boy, an appetizer. Great beer selection, full bar, more if you're coming up for the weekend for the uh, Texas A&M series or whatnot. Stop in. Make that a part of your weekend. You'll be glad you did. It's Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. So, yeah, we talked about it for a long time yesterday, so uh, almost going to hit on it here for 90 seconds, and then we'll move on to uh, other matters. But again, Ole Miss does cancel the game with A-State. I haven't seen where anybody else has. Um, I know TCU did, A&M obviously has a couple of different times. I, there was also a list of very convenient uh, travel issues with some teams that just couldn't quite get where they needed to go this week. Yes, it's um, very expensive. Yeah, they just, just had some problems getting there. They had some some logistical issues, if you would. So it's... It, it is fairly interesting, I will say this before we move on, is you needed a team to be the tipping point. You know what I mean? Like, you had to have somebody kind of do it and be that trial balloon a little yeah. bit, and A&M was the one. Your buddy that, Ross. Ross and Jim getting that done, and then it sort of opened it up. Because, I mean, look, we haven't really heard of this before. I mean, this has been a problem every single year since the beginning of RPI era in college baseball to some extent. 
And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, they did it. Nobody really cared. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, eh. hey, what's the buyout there? I could have helped with this a long yeah. time ago. What's the what, what's the buyout? Oh, we spend that on light bulbs a year. Okay, cool. I mean, just say, hey, it's expensive to fill up the bus. Because it is. It is. Cutting back. Sorry. I mean, you know, we didn't budget for what it would cost to fill up the bus to go to Jonesboro. Here's your $10,000. Peace out. Yeah. So it's going to save some. I saw uh, Kendall and Aaron talked about it in their chat yesterday at D1 Baseball. They projected that Ole Miss with a win would drop two to four spots, which is a little higher, a little more than I thought. But either way, it's 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 a negative if you play the baseball game. So. Yeah. You literally have nothing to win. You can add a win to your ledger. That's what you can do. And the committee's not going to go, you know what, they're – they're 35 and whatever, not 34 and whatever. Uh, they go look at SEC records. Yeah. That's what they do. What they do in the league? RPI in a decent enough spot for us to do this? Yep. The other thing that Kendall and Aaron said yesterday was that they believe if they get into the tournament, and obviously it looks like barring some fall apart, they will, that they're probably a two-seed no matter what. That just strength and talent that the committee would probably put them on the two-line regardless of necessarily how they got in, that they thought they were a two-seed. Okay. So, fine. Okay. I know people push back on the two versus three thing. I'm not arguing the seeding thing. I'm just explaining that from a competitive standpoint, the two versus the three, they're going to play each other. One's going to be in one dugout. One's going to be in the other. One's going to. If you're the three, you're the home team against the one on day two. Yeah. You are. Sure. There's a tangible difference. Yeah. Just saying. Because, look, Ole Miss's path is not a dirty tournament. It is playing two games, getting to 2-0. and oh, So yeah. that is what makes Neil correct, is in you're not really worried about the down-the-line depth of the field. Ole Miss's path is to get the hell out of there and just run through the thing. It's yes. not to get bogged down in the loser's bracket and have no. to battle back. I mean, that, that becomes a problem. They probably don't have the pitching to do that. Yeah, that, that would be an issue. Their path is you win the first game. You win the second game, and then you let the others beat themselves up, and then you you hit your way to a third win. Yeah. That's their path. It's possible. Frankly, the way they're playing right now, that path's a little bigger than I thought it was a few weeks ago. I'm sorry. I just need five seconds because I saw the headline of the story you sent me a second ago. Yeah. That's real? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Um, my fault, guys. I just I got really distracted and lost all train of thought yep. for a second. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I'm the guy, and I, I, yeah, I, we well, cannot do this here. This is between yeah. us, and you're just going to get over it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy that's on the desk that goes, hey, we can't run this. Yeah. We're not running this. This is stupid. We're not running this. Memphis Rebel asking, uh, can they host if they win the SEC tournament? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, if you want to just really go out there and go, you know, what if? If you sweep, well, you got to sweep A and M to get to sixteen and fourteen, and then yeah. you have to get to S- Sunday. This game doesn't matter; they've already named host by then. You have you, to get to Sunday. I think you have to get to Saturday because I think they make those decisions on for Friday. the most part, probably. Yeah, the evidence shows they make those decisions Friday. Yeah, that's a good point. So probably need to even go undefeated. Probably you probably need to win Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Get the Friday off, off Friday. Day. Yeah, sure. And then get into that semifinal Saturday single elimination thing. Yeah, I don't. I, I think by Saturday. So yes, there is a path, but it will require Ole Miss to win another six games in a row. Yeah, probably right. Because then your SEC record is shit twenty and fourteen. Yeah, 
I don't think they watch the Saturday games. Yeah, I don't either, really. I think I think for those teams, it's done by then. You're playing for school you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not criticizing that, by the way, before anybody thinks I am. I'm just saying the committee's not, hey, let's watch this semifinal game, game 60-something of the schedule. And, and that's what's going to determine. And we're going to determine whether that team, no, no. In Hoover, Alabama, against number no, six they, starters. They're done by then. They're trying to figure out all the scheduling rules and the training What they will do rules. at that point is only leave holes for people who can be automatic qualifiers if they win their tournament. Mm-hmm. Hey, if. If Alabama wins the tournament, they go in over here as the three and wherever. And yeah. This is where they're going to go. Yeah, that day they're spending their <clears> – <throat> where, where, where are we sending the colonial winner? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, the Bama series is kicking them in the teeth right now. That is what has changed the entire dynamic for Ole Miss is the Alabama series. Frankly, even if you've just gotten one. Well, they're losing the Mississippi State series hurts too. Well, yeah, their RPI is 105. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. I mean, that's – that's a that's a killer. In state, I mean, they have Tennessee. I mean, they very they, they could be staring nine and twenty one directly in the face. I'd bet on it. You wouldn't think they get one, would you? I don't know how much energy is going to be at that ballpark this weekend. Yeah, those fans are not going to be showing up, and the balls just don't appear to. They just kind of on. They put it in cruise control a little bit a little right bit. now. Yeah, but they're still playing pretty well. Yeah. They hit. So, uh, lead us through. I guess I was looking around to see if there's anything else just kind of newsworthy before we uh, we jumped into some of the ammo stuff. Um, not really. Your mailbag will be out tomorrow. There's some stuff in there I want to kind of grab for later in the week, but that's not today. Yeah, there's some interesting mailbag stuff. Well, uh, we talked about one of the questions on G-Pits yesterday. Uh, what you talk about? Well, the one about, it was North Tampa Rebels question, I think. It was about... You know, the advantages of covering in person versus oh. on TV. Same. and Same. Yeah. That's a long, complicated answer. There are positives and negatives to all. Yeah. There are things. I don't think without Zoom, you can afford to not have someone there. He's missing. Yeah. I don't. I think you're back into that. Okay, we'll do a post game show, and then four hours later, we'll produce content. And I just, I don't think that works. You're you're creating for a much smaller segment of your audience. You're you're you're, so. you're you're going for a minority at that. point. I think so. And then, you know, obviously, if I'm there, there's no the post game show that we've done since 19 is not the same, and those people get upset. There's no. What it's going to create? We will figure out a hybrid. Is what will happen. You will get some of all, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I think that is the plan. Uh, game one of the NBA East Finals tonight at seven thirty. If you're interested, is it seven thirty or eight? It's seven thirty. Okay, Celtics Heat game one seven thirty. So maybe the draft lottery show won't be a full hour like it was last year, which was oh, it's tonight. Yes, tonight. Oh, how you feeling? Uh, I'm expecting the worst. You know me. <laughs> Six and twelve. Six and twelve. Okay, that's it can't I'm... be worse than six and twelve. No, it could be. They could be eight and thirteen. Well, that'd be a problem. That's the worst. Okay, the best is one and two. Well, sure. The worst is eight and thirteen. Okay, the statistical. Uh, if it's scratch, scratch is four and twelve. But the happy-ish at four and twelve. I'd be, I'm, th- I'm thrilled at four or above. Okay, there's to me. I think there's four great players in the draft. Okay, one. And people do this deal with the Thunder. We'll be very quick because people hate this. I know. 
but you asked. Yeah, sure. People do, well, Jaden Ivey doesn't make sense on the Thunder. They already have a bunch of guards. Nah, you're not competing next year. You take the best player and then figure it out. You're not drafting for position right now. You're not, I mean, you're not playing the Mavericks or the or the Warriors or the Suns or the Nuggets next season competing for getting into, for advancing in the playoffs. You're, you're still years away from that. So you just take the best player and figure it out. But yes, I agree with Avery here. If you expect the worst, you're only happy. At worst, it's as expected. So you've I'm, already prepared. You've already gotten there mentally. It yeah. all is what it is. In my mind, I'm braced for six and twelve, and then I'll go through a month of doing the thing of: Do you trade up? Do you trade up? Do you combine the picks and trade up? Can you can you get up to four? I don't know. Um, question thread: Who was holding the phone so I could ask Mike the question about senior day? So what's going on is um. They do zooms on the road in baseball. So we have normal post game, just pre pre pandemic at home. Everything's the same. We're out on the field. We talk to them. Nothing's different. Um, all the previous rules are in place. On the road, what they have done is they host a zoom with players and Mike following the game, um, where you can ask questions. What's interesting about the other day, because I didn't know it at the time. I did not realize anybody was there in person because the the beat writers who are here who frankly cover the team and talk to Mike are we're all on the Zoom with me. And what's created a weird dynamic, this is people might find this interesting, people might not have found this interesting, but it plays into what you're talking about with football and what to do, is that so let's say Ole Miss is in Gainesville and no media members go over there. They do the Zoom after the game and we all get to ask questions. And we run through, we have a normal interview over Zoom with Mike. It works really well. It's great. It obviously cuts down on travel expenses. It's it's fine. Um, if somebody is in attendance, so say they go to Pearl and they play and Suss and Cats are down there, for example. Right. They ask the questions, even though the Zoom is still active. But if you're on the Zoom, you're listen only. You are mm-hmm. not participating in the, in, in the interview. In some ways, it makes it advantageous to not be there because when you're there, you're supplying all the content for everybody else who gets it immediately while you're still on the field. Yeah. So... If I think if I'm down there and I'm the only one asking questions and I'm in Pearl and nobody else is, which hasn't happened, but I'm just making it for the example. And I go, hey, I know Riley Maddox is hurt, blah, 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 blah. That's all over the internet by the time I even get to my computer in five minutes. So even though you Frankly, asked it would it. make it where if it's me, just being honest, I'm gonna ask two or three generic questions on that Zoom, cut it off, and then go, Hey Mike, come here for a second. Yeah. And absolutely. then you ask the three or four questions oh, that actually have any relevance. Absolutely. To your your questions for the Zoom would be so uh good game, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would play pool reporter where you get one or two quotes and then I'm I couldn't care less yeah, about that. I, I don't yeah. I don't want to help everybody else. Yeah, I'm out. And then hey, so he had a little weird elbow thing. What's going on? Yeah, I mean it would uh, literally be uh good game, huh? <laughs> so Tim hit a couple of home runs, that was good, huh? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm good. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as we're over, I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to ask you about this, 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 and this. I'm not, I'm not helping other yeah. journalists. So point being, they're not my friends. We're competitors. Yeah. So point being, that's what was weird to me the other day because when I put the audio clip of Mike's answer about Drew out, I didn't think anybody was there. And then about an hour later, I saw where the internet's blowing up with this exclusive video from Rebel Walk. They're there, but. In three days, they never ask a question. They literally never open their mouth. So nobody knew they were there. And 
So they were, we still did the Zoom with all of us talking. They, so, so wait, they, they sent a reporter to the series. They had a reporter in Baton Rouge who filmed us talking to Mike on the Zoom and then posted the video. See, that drives me insane. You're there, but you, you, but you don't ask a question. Yeah, if they ask a question, I do not recall it. It was all Zoom questions to the best of my knowledge on Saturday and Sunday. So when the video went up, I was like, well, I had no idea. I mean, because... Technically, like, had it been sus, we would have not even been able to talk. Right. But instead, they just held a phone up while we did the Zoom. So, I mean, you can see the video of Mike talking into the phone. Yeah. And, like, look, look, I don't care. It is doing nothing for me. I don't get paid by Twitter. But it's a little annoying with exclusive video all over the place, and they had nothing but put a phone up in the thing. Yeah, come on. The question doesn't get asked if one of us doesn't ask it on the Zoom. Yeah. I mean, come like it's. I'm, I'm, it, there's a reason they've got me blocked on Twitter. I've I've been critical. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not real. Yeah. So I, it it kind of floored me a little bit. I was not I was not aware of that until a later date. We're the outlet for hardcore Ole Miss sports, and it's like you don't ever ask a question. No, they don't even know who the hell you are. Yeah. It's yeah. the whole thing. You can't cover something and ne- never be there because you're not accountable. Oh, no, there is something to you. If you write something that's fairly whatever, you need to show your face. Give them the chance to rebuttal well, or well, comment this, or whatever. I I've mean, used this example before when, well, a couple of them. When, when Ole Miss lost to Mississippi State in basketball the year that they ended up going to the tournament, that was a terrible loss. And I asked Andy about his future, and he was pissed. And the next Saturday, I was by God in Baton Rouge. Oh, you Rouge. went to Baton Rouge. That's I would. Right. I, there was people. That was the only one there. People, like, why'd you go? I said because I need. To, I need to show my face because if he wants to be pissed at me, he needs to be able to be pissed at me. Yeah. And to his credit, he did not want to talk to me after that game, but he did. Yeah. So. Houston nut. I mean, I wrote that. Remember when I had the flu and we were in, almost went to Knoxville and got mauled. I think you were there. I was. I went. Yeah. And I wrote the column yeah. about hey, coaching. The, the, I taught the sources. It wasn't even a column. It was a story that that he was going to have to make coaching staff changes. And yeah. On that next Monday at practice, I made sure I was standing right there where he could come see me, and he did. Yeah. You just take it. It is what it is. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it creates just, a conversation. Yeah. Or it doesn't. But either way, you're there. But you're there. Yeah. It's part of the. It's part of the answer to the. What's the advantage of covering something in person? Some of it is the professional thing to do is to cover it in person. Yeah. So, podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. They gave you guys a chance to uh, win a giveaway last week. That was on the message board. They have uh, chosen their winner. We'll get information and get that to them as quick as uh, possible for that. But if you haven't tried it, now's a good time. They have five different flavors, including a couple of their newest. The garlic herb butter, which goes great, is a shrimp scampi. Put it over a steak vegetables, pasta, rice, whatever you would like there with that. And then they simply shrimp. If you want to doctor it up yourself, they just give you some plain shrimp to take care of there. It is shipped straight to your door. They have a money-back guarantee if you don't love it. And with your first order, use code MPW, and they will give you $20 off that first order with Prime Shrimp. It's fabulous for salads, easy to, easy to do lunches or dinners on the go. If you've got a lot of sporting events going on, obviously the summer kids have baseball and softball and who knows what else. So take advantage of it, primeshrimp.com. And again, $20 off your first order with it. MPW. 
Hey, Ripple Grove, did you know that Dead Soxie makes custom socks? Look, whether you're rallying the team or building an empire, where you put your logo matters and you can't afford to put it on half-rate swag. Dead Soxie will help you create premium custom socks that you can stake your reputation on. Custom socks just might be the best promotional product you've never tried. Think about it. Every person you know wears socks every day, and they wear their favorite pairs a lot. On top of that, cool custom socks will make a lasting impression on clients, investors, employees, and donors. Don't worry about not having design skills. Dead Soxie does it all. Design's always free. Just share your vision, and they'll bring it to life. They will create digital mock-ups of designs and present them to you before any orders are placed. Best of all, we're talking about the same premium retail quality Dead Soxie socks are known for, but designed for you with your logo. The minimum order is only 120 pairs of the same style. The lead time is six to eight weeks. So get your product project started today. Go to deadsoxy.com backslash custom to check out what they do with all custom socks. Mention you heard about this ad on Rebel Grove and uh, get $100 off all custom orders now. That's deadsoxy.com backslash custom. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next place. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned and operated by my bud Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. Complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design, electrical control panel solutions, and so much more. Go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Brought to you by Lamons. It's kind of wedding season, but they do so much more than just wedding and uh, engagement rings. They're at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been around for three quarters of a century. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, get in touch with the people at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So again, look at underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, flow down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're going to get to Dan in just one second, what he said, but... um. I just saw this. This is for next season. Just give people an overall idea. We've obviously talked a good bit about basketball um, as far as uh, what's been done in the transfer portal um, with, frankly, a bunch of power forwards at this point. Um, Ole Miss, uh, inside the SEC, Kentucky, the number one overall seed in the in the uh, offseason projections, by the way. I thought that was interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, they have Kentucky number one overall um, in Lenardi's projections for 2022-2023. Uh, Memphis, an 11 seed. I'm going to be quick. I was just kind of curious from an SEC standpoint. Alabama, a 5. Tennessee, a 3. 
Gonzaga a two. Just um, they have Louisiana winning the Sun Belt. Um, Louisiana Lafayette. Sorry, Auburn a five seed. Florida a nine seed. Arkansas a two seed. And Texas A and M an eight seed out of the SEC. So. Mississippi State, one of the next four out. So there's your uh, your stupid early and somewhat meaningless NCAA offseason tournament. Bracket. But it tells you how good the league's got a chance to be at the top. It does that. But the top of the league has a chance to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Which is scary if you get the wrong schedule. And hey, Ole Miss hadn't played Kentucky twice in a season in a while. Hadn't played Arkansas twice in a season in a while. Hadn't played Tennessee twice in a season in a while. Probably going to draw one or two of those this year. Yeah. I so, mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of the spin and stuff that's going on. I mean, the truth is, it's it's about uh, it's about paths. Yeah. This team's going to have a very narrow path to success. So, all right, you uh, you read it and immediately were talking about it. You concluded a good bit of uh, what Thamel said in Ten Thoughts. So I'll, I'll let you kind of lead to what starts first, but essentially. His message was quit trying to retroactively fix issues and instead figure out what you want it to look like and just make it look like that moving forward. Meaning it's talking about expansion, talking about potential revenue sharing, which in relation sort of maybe, I don't necessarily think so, but potentially gets NIL under control to an extent. A lot of different topics there on just what the shape of college football looks like moving forward. So yeah. where do you kind of want to go? Well, there's a couple of things there. I mean, the boring topic is the whole NIL compensation thing, right? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. And there's a way to calm it down, and that way is revenue sharing. Now, how do you do that? How do you figure that out? How do you navigate around Title IX? Pete mentioned all of those things. It was an incredibly well-done column on his part. But his point was there's for years and years – College athletics has essentially, and that's a really broad brush, by the way, essentially just ignored what was coming. And then it was like, hey, floodgates wide open. And then now you're, right, let's pull it back. It's too late to pull it back. Um, the one time no penalty transfer rules not going away. Um, NIL's not going away. This Even these attempts to control the collectives, they're losing that battle. Dennis Dodd, look at me, I'm complimenting people who I'm not crazy about. Dennis Dodd had a really good story yesterday about some of the collectives already pushing back and saying, we're protected by state law. State law supersedes NCAA rules. If you want to stop us, you're going to have to take us to court. And NCAA versus Collective X, Collective wins because they're following state law. I, I, I don't want to get you off topic, so 10 seconds here, though. We're still having the same conversation, though, of that state law still does not allow you to pay kids to go to the school. Right. Which is what I mean, it's what's but, driving me insane. But is now that, we're putting our heads in the sand. But we're having two different conversations. The NCAA is going to, to their credit. God help us today. We did wow. Dennis Dodd and NCAA in the same sentence. They, wow. No, seriously, though. Yeah. They're not saying, oh, no, the collectives can't pay the kids when they get on campus. That's not what they're saying. They're saying you can't use it as inducements. Now, look, we all know they were going to be inducements the whole time. It was always going to be inducements, and it's always going to be inducements. But what is annoying me a little bit is some of the collectives going, no, 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 we're protected by state law. You're not protected on what the NCAA is actually accusing you of. They're, you're, you're, 
you're playing but semantics you, but in you a way. Can't, unless, is, unless you're getting tape recordings and stuff. Well, I know. It, well, you know. It, 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 which is the point. The right. NCAA is powerless and toothless in it unless they just decide to punish somebody who cooperates. But point being, and I have a hard time. All of these stories are stupid to me because they're not having the same conversation. Of course, and but, but I have a hard time yeah, believing. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a pragmatically. It's difficult for me to believe that that state prosecutors are like, hey, let's tell you what we got to do. Let's set up a wiretap on one of these kids and get proven that. Come on, they're not doing that. Federal prosecutors aren't going to get involved in in high school recruiting. Mm-hmm. They're not. So the collectives are protected to some degree. And what Thamel wrote was, so you get ahead of it. Move on. And then he talked about what's most interesting to me, and it's always been most interesting It's been to your me. thing for a while. And you and I would talk about this, and I told you for years, Oklahoma and Texas were joining the SEC. And they did. They're going to. And now the same drum beats are sounding. And if you read this, this again, Pete Thamel outside of Andy Staples and Ross Dellinger is the most connected college football writer in the country. Sure. I thought he laid hints. You thought it all was like, oh. No. He's, a, well, he's a really smart guy. He's not one of these, here are the facts on my piece of paper and I'm going to write a story. But mm, It's not him. He he's heard something that, that wasn't on the record. It was just kind of a throwaway something somebody said. And he went, you know what? Let's document that just in case. Well, if someone Let's throw that out there. Two things happened. Someone obviously told him, hey, have you looked at what these projections are for the SEC and Big Ten money in just a few years? And he was like, no, what, what is it? He's like, man, those, those schools are going to make like $100 million each. Mm-hmm. And then someone said, hey, you do know, right, that the Pac-12 – TV contract and grant of rights expires in 2023, right? And he probably said, I'm guessing you're not just telling me that. Yeah, just a reminder. Just a reminder. That at that point, free agency, baby. Well, I mean, you're talking about some big brands that are free agents at that point. And if you're USC, if you're Washington, if you're Oregon – are you staying out there just because? Or are you doing what I've been saying all along where someone goes, so wait a minute, Mississippi State's going to get $100 million for a TV deal? TV and streaming rights? We're getting what? What are we getting? $22 million? One-fifth? We're out. What do we got to do? Right now, only two leagues have it figured out. I mean, Thamel said at minimum, in how many ever years, $30 million difference between the companies. At a minimum. And it's probably more like 50 to 60. Yeah. that's And only growing. And only growing. And so if you're in the Big Ten right now, you're protected. If you're in the SEC right now, you're, you're gold. Otherwise, you, you, you are in jeopardy. If you're Clemson, you've gone from superpower to maybe the 40th best program in the country, potentially in three years. That's that's no one no one sits in the room and goes, Oh, that's cool. Hey, at least we get to keep playing awake, man. They would be guaranteed a spot in the playoff, but they would then lose. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird spot for a Clemson. Well they, they I don't I see, I don't know. So this is what's interesting to me is if the disparity becomes that great. And look, if you're revenue sharing at Florida, he made this example. He said, No kid is ever gonna pick Florida State over Florida. 
ever again. So your talent levels vary so much. Yeah, that well, it, that, that, it, the product on the field. Yeah, I don't know. If it's a four-team playoff, it's probably two teams out of the SEC and two teams out of the Big Ten. You're telling me they're going to take a Big 12 team when that league doesn't have Texas or Oklahoma in it? They're going to take a Pac-12 team? when Yeah, well, you go into, into the selection show and you go, are we taking Georgia or Houston today? Well, there won't be a Pac-12 anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if Washington and Oregon join the Big Ten and USC joins the SEC. Because that's your guesses. Today. Oregon and Washington, SC. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff pops up. It's why everyone does this thing about the pods and quadrants and divisions. With and there's the really no movement to it. And I'm like, no one at the SEC seems all that concerned. They really aren't. Why? There is no, hardly any movement well, to that. There's, I could draw a conclusion from that. They're not done. Yeah, and they know they're not done. It'll work itself out. I mean, the whole Oklahoma-Texas thing. It also doesn't take you much time. We need a schedule. Okay, put a schedule together. Whatever. Well, sure. We can do that in a day. Yeah, I mean, you know, in today's world. They changed their entire format in 2020 in three weeks before the season. It, they'll, they'll figure it, it out. It'll be it'll fine. Be right. Yeah. It might inconvenience some fans, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's okay. Five. Yeah, get over it. And we might even keep your home dates for you. We can figure it out. But if there's no Pac-12 and you have this super conference. Because you think there would be no Pac-12. I mean, I don't know what those schools would do. Maybe they'd form some semblance of a joke like the Big 12 has. I know it doesn't matter, but what the hell are you doing with every other sport? I don't know. If you're smart? Yeah. I mean, okay, this is not going to be politically correct. If you're smart? Go ahead. You go, hey, listen, here's what we're doing from now on. Go ahead. We're, we're going after football, big time. We're going after men's basketball as long as this tournament's viable. If you're already established in baseball or whatever, cool. The rest of it, we're cutting corners, guys. We're cutting corners because we're going to have to start paying football players. We're going to have to start paying basketball players, men's basketball players. And I think your way around revenue sharing, and I don't know this, but I'm curious, is – only sports that make revenue share revenue. If there is no revenue, there's nothing to share. Here's the problem with the revenue thing. I agree with you. Now, look, and, and as you said, we it's above our pay grade. We don't have the answers for this. There's lots of employee contract union stuff that pops up with that that's pretty pretty expansive. It's a problem. Just doing revenue sharing doesn't fix the problem. No. NIL being stupid is still NIL being stupid. It is. Because but it's, it's almost like, okay, it's the, it's the to, to dumb it down. It's the same thing as going, well, okay, we're going to remove all the scholarship limits in college baseball. Everybody now has a 25 scholarships. Have at it. Well, if 10 programs still have $250,000 in NIL money sitting over here, what the hell difference does it make? It still did nothing to level anything. Right. At all. Except it takes that narrative away, and the NCAA doesn't have to answer to it anymore. And if you say, "Hey, we, we do share revenue," because not every kid's benefiting from NIL, of course. Not. I mean, some some are, there, some are trying, but this way, the, the whole free labor—it's. I mean, it was Brett Kavanaugh. That's who he quoted in the story. Brett Kavanaugh was very critical of the NCAA in the in the recent ruling. Where he said it's that what the the practices in intercollegiate athletics would not be constitutional, basically, 
at any other corporation in America. Well, now you get away from that. Now they're employees. They get a they get a salary. I assume they would unionize where they could collectively bargain. Probably where we're headed. Is that something people want? I don't know. See, I'm 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 different than a lot of people because I'm I know I hear all these people in May say, I'll tell you that'll that'll be the end of it for me. That'll be the I nope, that's it. Yeah, I don't buy that. Holler at me in September. Well no, look, people get used to the new, whatever the new thing is. Yeah. It's I mean, we've done that for 30 things over the course of college football. Yeah. Realignment. I mean, nobody today is going, God, can you imagine? A&M is in the SEC. How dumb is that? No. Can, can you believe A&M's in the SEC? And, then, I mean, and that's not even counting the redheaded stepchild in Columbia. That doesn't make sense. I mean, like. But they're in. Yeah, like, whatever. Whatever. Plus, my favorite thing is still when you got people who go, you know, Missouri really ought to join the different conference. Like, hold on, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Where are they going? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, hand raised guy inside Missouri when someone goes, you know, we really ought to go back to the Big Twelve. <laughs> hand raised guy would just go, boom. You're fired. Yeah. Yes, that's that. That's it. Yeah. You have two choices: you can leave now or get shot. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. But if you're USC and the grant of rights is up in 2023, tell me the incentive for them to say, hey, you know what? We really had this great rivalry with Cal. You know, this deal with Oregon State's been cool, man. We've had some great games. No, they're out. I know Alabama playing Alabama would be cool, but we play Arizona. And ESPN, Disney, whoever. Yeah, that whole whatever. Whatever. They said, hey, as long as we agree to it, we'll just make more pie. Well, they'll agree to USC. Well, and JM's got a good point in the thread. It's not like every school has to play every sport in the same conference. No. There are benefits to that. I do think it overall helps fan experience, but it's not a requirement. Sure, but the SEC schools have enough money to add a flight to L.A. once every two years. Yeah, the volleyball team can get out there. They'll figure it out. They go out the softball team going out there in a few days. Yeah. Probably flying out there tomorrow. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, It didn't change a budget anywhere. You can fly good. to Norman, Oklahoma now. Going to fly to Austin. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Flying to SC will be quicker than driving to Columbia, South Carolina, or anywhere else. But if you you're at one of these Pac-12 schools, I'm going to ask you, Chase Parham, you're at one of these Pac-12 yeah, sure. schools, you're in the athletics department, you're in a big big picture meeting right now. When someone says, okay, well, this grant of rights expires in 2023, we're a free agent. You want to resign or you want to check our market value? What, what, what are you going to recommend? Checking value. I mean, no, let's see who's who's on the phone. I mean, we're on the phone with the Big Ten. We're on the phone with the SEC. The whole academic integrity thing, you throw it out the window when you're talking about this kind of money. Yeah, that no longer becomes a I mean, an impact on. point. Well, I mean, Texas got over it quick. Not being in the AAU or whatever. That yeah, they got past that pretty quick. I mean, well, in fairness to them, 10 years ago, that was a big part of their deals. Do we really want to be affiliated with some of these SEC schools? And now they go, well, they got Vanderbilt. What? Yeah. <laughs> now they're like, you know, Florida has a fantastic <laughs> reputation. <laughs> Mizzou's journalism school. I mean, I mean. Look what we're associated with. Um, Pete, you went to Mizzou, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. They're over it. The money's too great. Yeah. Which gets me into the next part, and people go, "Well, you know, these ACC schools are locked in till twenty thirty seven, and they are." But someone's like, "We got to get out." 
We got to get out. Yeah, figure it out. I don't. I mean, if you're North Carolina, someone's going. We got to get out. I mean, but the ACC does not. Why would they let you out? I don't know. I, I, so I start to wonder if you start to go well, the, the the landscape changed and you you couldn't keep up, so you violated your end of the deal. There's a court case. Well, it's already kind of happened with what CUSA and some of those leagues, Mountain West or whatever it was. I mean, Marshall and yeah, I almost kind of wish those teams that had to go to court over the scheduling and what conference they were playing in just to get a precedent set to see what yeah. would have happened. Because I think they would have sided with the team, but they let them out. They did. Yeah, they let them go. They let them out. Yeah. Yeah, Southern Miss will play a Sun Belt schedule or whatever this season. So, I mean, I just kind of wonder if you're if I'm in the room in North Carolina or a school in the ACC that's attractive, right? And there aren't but three or four of them, sure. which is part of the problem. Yeah, sure. If I'm at a school at North, if I'm in, in the room at North Carolina, you know, we, we should we raise some hell? Can't hurt. I mean, should we? Is now the time? Is now the time to start saying, "Hey, we 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 want out. We want a divorce." Well, because you do have an argument that yeah, your conference is not holding up a competitive value relative to our peers. Well, then it's the the evidence is there. Yeah. It's not maybe not there today, but it's going to be there when this yeah. new contract kicks in in twenty was it twenty twenty four? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can sit at North Carolina, keep it super regional. How you can sit at North Carolina, which by any metric measure is a more high profile program than South Carolina, right? You agreed? Oh, of course, yeah, okay, hundred percent. How can you at North Carolina go? He says we're getting twenty six million, and they're getting sixty two. How the hell? How do we how do we justify that? And then you say, and now they're going to be able to pay their players, and we can't. We'll never win another recruiting battle, and that will happen in basketball too. And that's my point with some of those schools, where North Carolina goes. So we're going to lose. We're going to start losing basketball recruiting battles to to South Carolina. We got to get out. And there are only a handful of schools that Disney would probably sign off on and go. Yeah, we'll we'll add another sixty million dollars to the pie. Yeah, we'll take them. And if you're those schools, you've got to start thinking about your future. I mean, there aren't the list of schools that can survive independently at a at a when I say survive, I don't mean keep playing, but at a high level, it's probably just Notre Dame. It is the most fascinating thing in the world, as we've talked about a thousand times. So I'm gonna I mean, I'll move on in a second, but all these schools collecting money, and I mean, obviously there's been other things since then, but for the most part, because some dudes got into a hotel room in Knoxville in nineteen thirty two. Yeah. That 90 years ago, some dudes got in a room and that, that league said, you know what? U12, you're in the ACC. And U12, you're in the SEC. And they weren't called that then, but whatever. It's what happened. Yeah. And you go. Yeah. It's my favorite quote because I've done some research for some stuff on this as the summer gets here and baseball gets over. Because I think it's going to be pretty fun. Is the guy from the old league gives this quote and essentially, I don't I mean, I'll have it in front of me. I've got found the, I found the microfilm version of it. But he tells the Knoxville paper Basically, he thinks those teams that are going to the SEC are going for a death sentence, and he hopes they're going to be okay. They survived. It worked out, guy. It, I think they're going to be all right. It, 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 it's it's it, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what happened. They were they weren't playing the other teams enough, and it was hard to travel back then. And regionally, they said, okay, we got to break this twenty four twenty two team conference up, whatever it is. So they just created a line in the middle and went cool. And the SEC schools, there were at the time, I guess, how many, you know, whatever, Swanee and Tech was there, Tulane. Uh, they got together in a hotel in Knoxville and said, here's what we're going to do. And then now, 90 years later, we're talking about twice the revenue because of 
Oh, yeah, that, that coming out. It's it's fascinating. I mean, it's it's. I just thought Pete's thing about projected revenues possibly reaching, he said by mid decade, which is twenty twenty five. He didn't just throw stuff out. Yeah, sure. They're, what's that TV value? What's this TV streaming value worth if you add Texas and Oklahoma and USC and... Take your pick. Carolina or whatever. Sure. Well, I mean, at that point, I thought there was an interesting quote in there that he talked to the guy at Notre Dame. Pete clearly talked to a lot of people. Yeah. He was in Scottsdale. He was roaming that hotel. I have wondered that grind. He says, "Why Notre Dame hitching the wagon to the ACC instead of the Big Ten has been interesting." Yeah, yeah, but it's just been a little temporary hitch. Well, I mean, even the, they're non. I think they did it in the other sports because it was better for them. Yeah, baseball needed to be in the ACC. That sure. gives them a good basketball conference. You know, when you look at the totality of all the sports, the ACC made a lot of sense for them, right? But there. But their attachment's kind of Velcro. And the ACC was willing to let them kind of do whatever they wanted. I don't sure. think the Big Ten would allow that type of malleability there. No, they'd have to join the Big Ten as a member. Yeah. They'd have to join the SEC as a member. And I think they, it's more likely they would go Big Ten. But Yeah. I'd love to know the dynamics of Notre Dame. Like, what's the, what is the NBC contract with them? Like, what are the details? How, how, far, how far would NBC go with Notre Dame football if Notre Dame was starting to get squeezed a little by this Big Ten SEC coalition. Because that's where it's all going. From a, and, and like There was a line in there about how Sankey's kind of pissed off. I think they used the word peeved, but same thing. It's You've talked about this before, and you're exactly right. I, I'll never understand why when a 12-game playoff, 12-team playoff was on the table, that would have guaranteed seats at the table for some of those smaller leagues. I'll never why they weren't jumping for it was so short sighted. Yeah. Instead, they've they've cut their own throat at this point because so, the SEC doesn't really necessarily want to play ball. They've gotten annoyed now, and well, so we're fine as we are. I mean, there was a line in the column where the SEC talked about, "Hey, we could have our own playoff. If you expand enough, you could have your own playoff." Yeah. Think SEC semifinals on campus would. Draw good numbers? I think it would hit. Think it would work? Got a hunch. Texas versus Florida in an SEC semifinal in Gainesville. Think yeah. people think people would watch? The rest of the country, y'all do whatever you want. We'll send our champion to play your champion when it's over. Or not. Yeah, fine. Yeah. We're good here. Fine. The NFL's champion doesn't go play the champion from Australia. Yeah. It just calls itself the champ. They have a parade. They actually call themselves that. world champions. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> the, the NBA calls themselves the world champion. They don't go play the winner of the Spanish Spain, league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no. You the, can have your own tournament. You could have your own tournament. Yeah. And if you're big enough, and God knows the SEC's on the cusp of getting there, people would watch. Sure. Yeah. If it was established by that point, this is years out, but if it was established that, oh, that team would destroy whoever. Yeah. It just is what it is at that point. Yeah. So. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery. Small batch artisanal cheese made right here in Oxford. It's on White Oak Lane off Molly Bar. They have fermentations, charcuterie, bakery, catering, and plenty of different options. Also have a great lunch menu they have going right now. You can get that delivered via Fetch to right to wherever you are, whether it's your home or your workplace. They uh, have some pretty cool stuff on their Instagram page. You can go to Johnson Hill Creamery on Instagram to see all that, including uh, some lunch portions of their charcuterie trays. 
Really cool stuff there. A lot of good items in that. They also will have uh, cheese classes if you have interest in that. Up to 12 people to take part in those. So give them a call. Go by, see all the great condiments, all the great add-on items they have in addition to their uh, their bakery and their charcuterie and their cheese trays. That's 662-419-9201 or email them at cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. It's home to the Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services team. Get in touch with them. And they'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypenwealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis is the guy to go to if you are um, running a little late on your summer trip, still want to get something booked that will create a lifetime of unique memories. Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Let him give you options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. They have a delicious menu featuring euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio and more. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors is serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Recruiting Agency. Yesterday I told you about if you're looking for a job, well, keep in mind if you are um, searching for quality, hard-to-find talent for your company, Service Specialist can help you. Payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. I guess that's also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy. They're on South Lamar in Oxford, 662-236-2222. They're delivered locally in the Oxford area in the upper med scene. Take your prescription same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have what you need when you need it with G&M. Also, it's easy to transfer your medications for those who want to do that. If you're at a big box pharmacy, switch over to somebody who knows you, cares about you here in Oxford. Again, on South Lamar in Oxford, that's 662-236-2222. Two, two. Um, Ole Miss picking up a uh, transfer wide receiver, Jalen Robinson from UCF over the uh, over the weekend. Picking Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee, Miami involved with him there at the uh, at the end. Where do you feel like he fits? Obviously, they need wide receivers, and there's not a lot proven there. But what is the most impact from a not really a depth chart, but who's losing snaps? Who does this kind of compete with? What does it kind of look like, in your opinion? Um, I mean, Jalen Knox has to show he's, he's healthy. I yeah. mean, I think that it's, at very minimum, it is a security blanket for that. Yeah, I don't think they can count on him yeah. right now. I think he's back to being a bonus 
frankly, I think the same holds for Jonathan Mingo right now, where you had to you don't know where go health back stands. and do sure. a surgery on the foot, and so that's that's a concern. They didn't like what they saw out of some of the other receivers. You've got Jordan Watkins, but I think Watkins is a role guy. He's a slot guy. Um, I think this gives them a chance to be far more dynamic. There's, I think Deion Smith news is coming really soon. Um, Malik Heath will be there. Yep. It's a totally renovated room. It tells me that there's a decent chance that you see a lot of activity over the middle of the field with, with Robinson and then also with Michael Trigg. Oh. Um, I think it just shows you that they, like I said, they, when Robinson got in the portal, they were one of the first people to contact. They got him onto campus quickly, and they had to endure some other visits because he was going to take other visits. He visited TCU and he visited Tennessee and Miami. He played for Josh Heupel before at, at UCF, so there was a familiarity there. I'm sure they worried about Miami because of how active Miami has been in NIL, but. You know, Robinson from the very beginning said this wouldn't wasn't going to be just an NIL decision that the big money is in the NFL and he's a I know he's got two years of eligibility. But he is planning to be here one season. He's planning to be here one year. He's planning to have an Elijah Moore type of year and get out and go to the NFL and get an Elijah Moore type of paycheck. Um and almost would sign up for that right now. Because in the spring, it was really difficult to completely evaluate quarterbacks when Receivers couldn't get open, especially later in the spring when Trigg got banged up a little bit, when Knox was out, Mingo wasn't there. They were kind of down to only Watkins from their main guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a pretty good defensive secondary, and the defense dominated, and it was hard to judge quarterbacks. You know, it was like, on one hand, you were upset at Dart for taking chances, and on the other hand, you were encouraging Luke to take chances. And frankly, in defense of both quarterbacks, there wasn't a lot happening downfield. So I don't know whether coaches just can't say this out loud, right? They can't say, well, there's not a whole lot we can truly judge from this particular spring. So it's kind of a wash. You do kind of wonder if they thought, there's not a whole lot we can judge from this spring. It does tell me the first few weeks of August, if they have a healthy receiver core, they've got to start figuring out who their quarterback is. I still think they go into the season. You think they both play early, especially with that open? Look, Ole Miss was very active with Jack Abraham. They were trying to get him to campus. Ended up Missouri, by the way. Yeah, Missouri offered him a much cleaner uh, route to a starting job. That's a real shot there. Oh, I think he's the favorite. Do you really? Yeah. And I don't think he could get those assurances at Ole Miss, but it shows you that Ole Miss was still trying to bring him in. So there, there was a certain degree of – or there is a certain degree of discomfort with the quarterback situation right now. I think it's going to be fine. Lane Kiffin's always had success with quarterbacks. Stands to reason that he'll have success with one or both of these guys. But I don't think anybody has a clear shot at it. And and offensively, they just their passing game was pretty anemic late in the spring, in large part because they didn't have receivers. And they've I think they've rectified that situation. Yeah, I mean, I would assume the Deion Smith stuff, I mean, we should be couple weeks most there i mean that should be pretty imminent i would think yeah uh was supposed to get final word on his grades this week i think i don't know there's been no word there's an issue i've heard no concern yeah i mean it's been the worst kept secret in the world for yeah no there's more concern about now there's more concern about mingo and injuries and and knocks 
recoveries or however you yeah. want to phrase it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mention your ten thoughts. We haven't talked about it here, but worth at least pointing out. I did, as you said, credit to Lane because Saban's dumb quote about parody. He's become. He tells some truths from time to times too, from time to times. But sometimes it's this self appreciation thing from him that it's probably the most unlikable thing Saban does because I think as the whole, he's not overly unlikable. I mean, he runs a program that stays within the context of whatever and all sure. that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there's a griping and a moaning and a self-importance to a lot of his answers that I understand why it drives people insane at that point. And he had talked about parody. Um, everybody's missed this. He had talked about how, you know, he's got to make sure we keep parody in college football because parody is what's important. And to Lane's credit, Lane tweets a couple days ago, Paul, because Saban had done this on Fine Bomb. Paul, did you tell the goat, and he put the emoji, um, what that word means? Question mark. He adds Alabama football. Parody equals, quote, the state or condition of being equal, especially regarding status or pay, end quote. And then he adds, CFB, which is college football. I don't know who that account is, but nonetheless, Lane added them too for good measure. And then quote tweets something from Michael Bratton saying Alabama's active SEC winning streaks currently are 15 over Tennessee, 14 over Arkansas, 14 over State, 11 over Vandy, that's lower, Florida over 8, Kentucky 7, Ole Miss 6, Mizzou 5, Auburn and LSU 2. Quote, that's the parody Nick Saban is working hard to keep. Well, that is that it is, is parody. Hey, yeah. everybody loses to them. It yeah. is completely even. Yeah, we, we win and y'all all suck. Shut up. No, no, no doubt. Uh, shut up. It's, I, I, no, it's I'm with you. Because that's not whining from Lane. That's no. going. Oh, come the f on. Yeah, no. Well, it shows you that Saban knows that in this new market, he feels threatened here. Well, he is threatened yeah. here in this new market. He he's not the big dog. The truth is Alabama can do more under the table than Alabama can do over the yes. table. There it is. Yeah, sure. hit, hit me if you want to, but it's true. Yeah, very true. Georgia's the same way. Yeah. They like that system. Mm-hmm. It works. They had a great they have they have a great system for and that. And what you see is that Texas A and M can do more over the table than it could do under the table. Florida, it appears, can do more over the table than it could do under the table. It's a changing of the guard, Chase. Because you have high-level donors willing to be that type of booster. You have high-level people who are successful business people who do not want to do something that could come back and ruin their reputation. But are also willing to do this with the kids. Sure. Or ego or whatever the reason Whatever. Because my point is there are people who don't want that. So you have to have that mindset. But you don't want to be the guy that gets caught giving a shoebox full of cash to a kid when now eh, is it really good for my business i don't know probably not but i got it i'll give a kid a fifty thousand dollar nil deal sure why not deeper toe in it and see what happens and yeah, just do it. it sure it's fine i'll get some pr from it some of my buddies will buy me an old-fashioned and say hey appreciate you taking care of that wide receiver but if you do it under the table and it gets exposed, you're sleazy and, then. And, yeah, you're a sleaze ball. So the game's changed.
And Saban knows it. He's a smart guy. So is this going to lead to on-field impact? And how quickly? Alabama. Well, I mean, soon. I mean, obviously they're still getting dudes. Look, they're still wrong, they're but. still dominating the transfer portal. I mean, we we talk about Ole Miss dominating the portal and stuff. I mean, Alabama's getting high level, like the the receiver from Pitt. I think he's at Alabama tomorrow on a visit. Is he? Yeah. Texas is in on him now. Yeah, I mean, what happened? Why is it was it not automatically SC with everything I guess going on? Because people got more involved. It says a lot when that was the offer over there. So yeah, to, yeah, it tells you a lot. I mean. I mean, anybody trying to put Alabama in the grave right now is probably going to be a little disappointed with where this is going. But the you know we're not we're, we're not throwing the dirt right I now. I mean, look but. if if A and M has quarterback play, they are a dominant team. <sighs> but there's no parity in a league when you're beating people 15 straight times. That's not parody. Give me a break. Not even. I mean, we're not even talking about Vanderbilt. It was Mississippi State. It was Arkansas. Those are, those teams are trying too. Florida. Yeah, I mean those those are three programs that have invested in their arena, in their stadiums, and their facilities, and et cetera. I mean, Ole Miss was one of the teams on the better side of it, and it's still six. Yeah, and Ole Miss is super invested. Last year was the first year that Arkansas even played Alabama close in forever. I mean, think about that. I'd love to go down that list. I'm not doing it right now, but I'd love to go down that list and see how. when was the last time a team played Alabama competitively. For some teams, it'll be double digits where you actually were in the game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State done it a couple of times where they were competitive yeah, with them, true. but yeah. You know, not much. Brian said in the stream, this year's in-state class in Alabama is loaded and these kids want NIL and it's frustrating him. As Tubbs said, a quote shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. Look, if you can go get half a million dollars at one place and 50000 at another, where are you going? Which is full circle what I meant earlier. If you do revenue sharing, it's still if NIL is where it is. Okay, well, you get 25000 here or 70000 sure. here. What do you do? Sure. What it does is from an optics standpoint, from an NCAA and college football standpoint, is you're no longer getting accused of taking advantage of taking. Them. That's the word I was looking for, taking advantage of the kids. No, no, they get, they get, they get a salary. They get, they get compensated. And you can add NIL on top of it. The whole we got to make it equitable, that is – that's impossible. In life, that's not possible. Yeah, that, that's impossible. What makes you think that college athletics can do something that no, no one else in society can do or should do? Not everybody's equal. Yeah. I mean, you know, Elon Musk makes more than us. He also invented things that we didn't invent. The kicker and the men's golfer is not getting the same thing as the quarterback. No. It just is what it is. The ugly model is not making as much as the supermodel. Kevin Durant makes more than the dude that's 12th on the Bucks bench. Happens. Life. I have no problem with it. I, the whole, everyone must make the same thing. Life doesn't work like that. Why should college athletics work like that? Yeah. It's all moving to be something else next week. Always is. 
Yeah, it's just. I told you this. This is starting like, to get down the track. Like SEC Media Days is in a couple months, and blah blah blah, and we'll do the deal. For, hey, kickoff twenty twenty, and it's like eh, kickoff. I mean, seven. Destin's in two weeks. Kickoff seven weeks away. Yet, I mean, that's Dest- the more interesting. Destin's one. more interesting than anything's going to happen in Atlanta. And in Atlanta, the only person that's truly going to be interesting to hear from is Greg Sankey. SEC admin meetings in Destin, by the way, coaches yeah. and admin for anybody. Yeah, we use a little colloquialism there. I mean, I want to hear from Sankey. They all go to Hoover and then leave straight from Hoover for Destin. Yeah, it's why the tournament makes sense in Hoover. <laughs> it's on the way. <laughs> They're already headed there. Well, and logistically, it lets them stay home before being gone for the week too. I mean, yeah. it's it's. Did you see the Did you see the SI swimsuit cover yesterday? I did. <laughs> nope. 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 I told somebody this morning. Nope. Not a topic today. Not doing it. Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, you should out a train of thought. Sorry, yeah. Uh, there's no. a lot there with Kim yeah. Kardashian. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> um, CR look good. None of the. Who was the other one? Stop. No. <laughs> that is a G pits topic. Y'all can have it. I'm not. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. 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 I'm out. Sorry. Um. Uh, not. Not gonna be a thing. The today. world's changed in a short amount of time. Yep. Nope. Not a thing today. <laughs> I did fill out my credential for Hoover yesterday. Got all the stuff yeah. squared away. That's good. It's there. It's. I, I will tell everybody every year. I know that everybody gets pissed. Alabama is not controlling the tournament. It is in the perfect place. Leave the damn thing there. There is no problem. Yeah, with it. it's it's I, in the right place. It, it should not be anywhere else. No, it's There's in the right place. There's nothing else that makes sense. It works fine. Well, if from a league standpoint, it just logistically makes sense yeah, to leave it there. It's, 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 They're all based there. They've all got to go to Destin. And the tournament doesn't really. And by Saturday, much. it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, it's. I told you this. It's just a baseball carnival. It's one of the reasons it's fun. Because it's not, it's light. Usually not all that important. Light. Yeah, it's a good play. Yeah. The teams that suck really suck, and they don't really, it doesn't matter either way, and the teams that are in, they're in. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss is as close to a kind of a, eh, and we'll see what happens this weekend. They might not even be anywhere near. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a decent chance after They this get week. two this weekend, and they can it's, go lose 100 to nothing. It's immaterial. Yeah. So. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's HennySpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and more. So it gets best to internet in Lafayette County. Again, give them a call. 662-238-3159. Brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Chase after a better version of yourself um, every day at Corinth Dental. They're helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Uh, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Also brought to you by Bell & Grove. They're based out of Chattanooga. Uh, They're a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S., 
They navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. Uh, to learn more, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And it's uh, camp season here in less than two weeks at Southern Traditions Farm. They've uh, 68 acres, 32 stalls, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, sand rings, grass rings, miles of wooded trails, so much offered at Southern Traditions. And uh, you can check that out, like I said, in camp season starting on May the 30th. Camps throughout the month of June, Monday through Friday, 830 to 2. To learn more, go to uh, Facebook or Instagram and reach out to them at Southern Traditions Farm. You may have answered this in thoughts, just kind of coming back to uh, the beginning. You got uh, – because you had the Mavs, right? You got uh, you got Celtics Heat or you got – and you got – you got these two? Um, I hope I'm wrong. I've got Celtics – Warriors, but I hope it's you're heat. doing that preparing for the worst. No, thing, not really. Again, yeah. With Golden State, yeah, I mean, bit. look, I think they're overall better than Dallas. So, yeah, I, I mean, I have PTSD with Golden State pretty bad, but you're for Dallas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, Dallas is three or four of my favorite players in the league. Three or four. I love Dorian Finney Smith and really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not really about the golf, but I, I do I like Jason Kidd a lot. And I love Luca. I mean, I love yeah, watching sure. Luca play. I mean, Luca's 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 such a unique basketball player. He would have to get a title, but in twenty years, he or Dirk higher up the Rushmore in Dallas. Oh, see, I think Luca's going to win multiple titles. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. On the list of players you would take in front of Luca today, yeah, maybe Giannis. That's what I. That's what came to mind. Maybe Joel Embiid. Maybe is Embiid that good? Yeah, Embiid's, okay. Embiid's a monster. Okay. Um. To that man, he, I mean, I mean, I don't think there's anybody else. We always do kind of all over the place. This last segment, his comment on Harden justified. What do you say? Wasn't Embiid the one? I may have missed this because I just all I'm doing is seeing on social media. Didn't he say something about people thought you were getting the Houston Harden, but he's clearly not that anymore or something along those lines? Wasn't that Embiid? I don't know who said it, but whoever said that's accurate. Yeah, something about obviously they thought he was going to be this, but that's not what we have here or something along Harden's those lines. Harden's commitment to excellence off the floor is lacking and it has been for a long time. It's one of the reasons that I think Thunder people push back about the Thunder trade. There was There were concerns that have turned out to be justified. How many titles did Harden win in Houston? He gave him everything he wanted. He didn't win. He shows up in uh, Brooklyn fat. They have to trade him to Philly. Couldn't carry them in that series. Since we got him. Embiid said it. Yeah, Embiid. Since we got him, everybody expected the Houston James Harden, but that's not who he is anymore. Um. He's well. He goes on to say that that was the quote that made social media. He yeah. goes on to say he's more of a playmaker. I thought at times he could have been. All of us could have been more aggressive. All of us, whether it was Tyrese or Tobias, guys coming off the bench. And I'm not just talking about offensively. I'm talking about you know as a whole offensive. He goes in a bunch of team stuff there. So it they were a little inflammatory with him on social media versus his, his entire quote. I know we're all blown away by that, but um, yeah, there was the the full context of of that at the point. So. 
also you've got it in your mailbag um and i can throw some comments in on the post not really because of the sport but i want to talk about the saudi thing a little bit tomorrow or yeah Thursday with the you'll have to because um, i don't know the answer to that yeah i want to talk from a business independent contractor thing i find it really really fascinating what the pga tour is trying to do versus the saudi and if you're a golfer what do you what well, do you feel do? free to put a few of those thoughts in writing and i'll put them in the mailbag okay. <laughs> all right because I don't know, the, I don't know the answer to that question. Okay, so I know, yeah, I know it's a thing, but yeah, no, it's pretty golf nuanced. You can I mean, only follow so many things. Yeah, so we'll we'll hit that. We'll whatever, and it'll be in the mailbag. But uh, nonetheless, there's uh, there's that. Again, Ole Miss not doing anything until Thursday. They'll practice every day. It's schools out, so they have no bearing on days off or anything like that. No playing them on uh, on Thursday night. And then it's kind of slow. Otherwise, uh, I mentioned yesterday Ole Miss softball. 6.30 on Friday. It's on ESPN Plus against Loyola Marymount. The winner will play the winner and loser of UCLA and Grand Canyon. And then Ole Miss men's golf, uh, one spot out of moving to the national championships after oh. round one in Norman. They, two rounds to go, but after round, round one. Round two is today? Yeah, round two is today, round three tomorrow. I think t- either top four go in their fifth or top five go in their sixth. I don't know which gotcha. one, but either way, they're one spot out of advancing i think there are maybe 14 total teams in the uh in the regional they're right behind texas which is in the last spot right now to uh to get in so nonetheless there's uh there's that be back with you tomorrow morning for uh for more check rebelgrove.com in the meantime and we'll talk to you then